0: Listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church, we hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Oh, glory to God! It's just so good, so good to be up here, so good to get to preach again. You know, even though I've been preaching for a long time, it's still I miss. I miss here, miss miss talking. You know, miss taking hold of the Word of God. Glory to God. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 5, and um, uh, and then we'll share from there. I've got a few scriptures before Hebrews chapter 5, but, you know, we, we traveled a lot. We traveled by car, and then, of course, we went to, you know, to see my mom, and my niece bought my mom this thing, you know, it, it, I don't know if it's the Alexis thing or some other kind of thing. Anyways, it's a thing you talk to. It's also a thing. It, the reason that they bought this thing is so they could spy on her, you know, because, uh... My mom's precious, but she can be a little laundry. She likes to be a little bit independent. And um, so, anyways, there's some things. So, anyways, but you have to speak to this thing, to talk to it. You know, all of you, some of you probably already, you all do that. That's how you turn on your lights. That's how you do everything. You let somebody else do that. You talk to it. You know, one of us like tell let's do this. You know, I can't do that. I talk too much. It would be answering me all the time. I mean, I talk to myself, and so it would be, you know, so we could never have one of those things in our house. But... Uh, you know, it's so funny that we as a nation are so used to using our voice for everything else except for the number one thing that it was supposed to be used for, which is to speak God's word into our lives and into our situations. We have the hardest thing to do. It's amazing when you declare what the word of God, when you speak life, that's the one thing that I found out everywhere we went, everywhere you go, you speak life and you're smiling. you know, I didn't realize how my, we, I, we went to a church. Actually, we got to take my mom to her church for the first time in, in five months. And so they were, you know, they were all, and she goes to a little Pentecostal church, uh, there outside of Neosho. So when we got there, funny thing about it is, you know, she's on the prayer list. So they have, they do everything, have the prayer list. And uh, she said, but anyways, we're there and we're singing and we're doing, and the pastor just stopped. He says, he said, he looks at me and he goes, you know what? Your smile is am- You can come here with that smile all the time. And I'm like, it's just because I got a short upper lip. I can't keep my mouth shut. It's just the way it is. I didn't tell them that, but, you know. But, uh, you, know, and, you know, I smile. I just do. I'm happy. It's amazing how many people, you know, we get looked at and talked. You guys are just happy. You're having way too much fun. I said, I, I know that. Everybody gets complaining. They get mad at us because we have too much. But I've been having fun because I know what the Word of God says. But the Lord just began to spoke, speak to me. We, we listened to tons and tons of, actually we listened to two audio books. We listened to like so many different teachings. You know, when you're in a car for 4,700 miles, you can listen to a lot of things. He said, well, did you ever talk to? Her? Not much. But well, No, we did talk a little bit. No, we talked a lot. But, you know, but we listened to and So there was just things that were bubbling up. But one of the things that we listened to was understanding, and, and this thing, this phrase just came up. And, I, and it was it just spoken, and then it was gone. But that phrase that was spoken, and I can't tell you which one or which thing, because there's so many, but it said this. It said, we need to find our voice. So that's my title this morning, is we got to find our voice. And what do I mean by that? we got to find our voice for us. Sometimes we have a voice for everything else around us, but we need to have a voice for us. You need to have your own voice because believe it or not, your voice matters and it matters the most to you. You know, we as Christians should have one voice for things we're doing, but we need to understand when you find your voice, when you realize that when you speak out, it changes everything. You know, I mean, Proverbs 18, 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Amen. So if death and life are in the power of the tongue, then we've got to realize, man, what I say and what I'm doing for me, this is for me. What am I speaking about me? What am I? What do I want to see in my life? What am I saying? And like I said, we don't, I speak life all the time. We declare things. We say, And so when you're speaking life, you have life. Yes. Amen? Yes. What happens, and I see that, and that's why I say, that's the one thing about going all around, and of course being with family. Every time you're with family, it's an interesting factor. But uh, just to see where everybody's at or see, see what's going on, you know, it's like, wow. You know, we bring life where we go. But remember Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13 says that. But we having the same spirit of faith According as it is written They believed and therefore they spoke We also believe and therefore we speak See he was talking about those oh, They, they believed something so they said something If you believe something you're going to say something If you believe something you're going to say something You know And how many of you know that the Bible is to be believed Not explained let me just clarify that too so you understand what I'm coming no we have teachers we want to explain we want to teach and and thank God for the biblical thank God for people bringing things out thank God I study the word of God to bring things to you to get things but here that's not what taking hold of we need to understand it's to be believed it's to believe and the Lord spoke this to me because I was just I was thinking I said Lord I need to I need to teach on that I need to teach it he said no you need to get them to believe it he says because here's the problem he says, you will never explain the word in time to receive. not that an amazing statement? I'm not that smart, okay? You will never receive or never, you know, explain the word of God in time to receive it. Because if you're trying to explain it to yourself you can't figure it out how to understand you're trying to grasp all the things about it instead of just believing then you won't be able to receive the benefit and the blessing from it see here's the thing if you believe it and you'll receive it God will explain it so let's proclaim it and then we'll get an explanation let's have a proclamation let's have a declaration let's do all this then we can have an explanation Sometimes we want to try to make everything so we want to, oh, let me explain. Let me, let me tell you why this. Let me do all this. I love, love to discuss the scriptures. I just enjoy that. I love firing back and forth. You know, we had a thing. We were driving. She said, okay, we're going to do scriptures. I'll say a scripture. You say scripture." So she said scripture, then I'd say the scripture after that. I'd quote the one that right after what she was saying. And she said, this isn't fair because you're going to know every scripture after. I, th- I said, probably, but that's Okay. <laughs> See, because you know, every good scripture, I, I, and I was taught, every good scripture that's in there, you read the one before and you read the one after it, or you read the whole chapter because if it's a good scripture, that means there's a, of, there's a lot of supporting actors with that good scripture. What that means, there's a lot of supporting scriptures that are good, that'll bring more insight and more light to it, that'll take, you know, amen? How many of you know that your tongue is powerful? How many of you know that words Words can hold you into bondage. Words can mess you up. I mean, but I mean, if you hook your tongue up with your spirit, it produces power on the inside of you. Amen. Now, if you're there at Hebrews chapter five, I'm gonna share something. This may sound like I'm coming at you. I'm not. I want you to understand, listen, this is what we are. We have trained you, we have taught you. We've been here for twenty almost twenty seven years teaching the word of faith, teaching this, the word of God, teaching the power and the presence, teaching what the Bible says. So we are the ones that should go out and we should be able to teach others Amen. also. Amen? Amen. And here's the key though. The key is in order to find your voice is you gotta find your ears. Cause you got to be listening it's amazing how many people talk but they never listen amen you got to listen and what are we supposed to be listening to the voice of the father listen to the word of god what are we speaking what are we saying what are we doing hallelujah because we'll never explain the word in time to receive it but we need to know that when we believe it god will explain it to us because all things are possible to him that believes amen all things are possible to us Hallelujah. All things are possible. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're going to see God do great and mighty things. Here in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. And I'm going to read this to you out of the New Living Translation. And just because I like the way it said it a little bit better. Hallelujah! Verse 11 says, there is much more we would like to say about this. Talking about all the things they were sharing about, you know, in Hebrews chapter four, it talked about that faith and it wasn't mixed with faith, and then that heard it. And he was sharing with things, and then it talked about how quick and powerful the word of God is. And it says we need to come to the throne of God boldly, and all the, and all the all these things here. But in verse five, he starts talking about uh, the differences of some things. Here. But then he says this. So so much more we would like to say about this, but it's difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't even seem to listen. <laughs> mm <laughs> Like I said, not beating you up. I'm just loving on you. We just got to get our ears open here, okay? You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to reach or to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. How do you know that all of our right and wrong has been challenged? All of our just thinking logically or even thinking rationally or even just thinking in life. Because if you think in life terms, if you think in happy terms, or you think in positive terms, you are a minority. We live in an incredibly negative, fearful, you know, like I said, just traveled through seven or eight different states and different things, and, and every time stopping and seeing, and I just thought, Lord, what happened? The sp- exactly. They believed the, the spirit of the world or, or the spirit of fear that did all the things that's there, but also just nobody really knows how to act again. I mean, just go into a public place and laugh. Just go and laugh, and of course, you know my laugh. Come on, guys. I, you know, I have a very distinctive laugh. Okay, and it's very loud. I'm a loud person. It just is, you know. So I attract attention, and I don't mean to, but it just does. Yeah, I really don't. I don't really mean to do those things there. But, but Jesus declared some things here. And the reason I share this with you is we've got to open our ears to listen. It's not, listen, we need to know that we know the truth, that we know that, that we, God's not given us a spirit of fear. Amen? That we know the truth. We know what is right and what is wrong. We do know what is right and what is wrong. We do know the truth. Don't let the world bombard you. I don't care how many facts. I don't care how many studies. This is our guide. This is what we listen to because this is what's truth. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter seven? Remember when he, he came to me, he tells this story and he says that he said, If you, if any of you hear, it's like a man who hears these sayings of mine. Remember Matthew. In fact, go over to Matthew chapter seven. You're all looking at me like we don't know what Matthew chapter seven says. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's all right. Pastor, we're not, you know, you're Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. He says, Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine, aren't you glad we can hear what Jesus has to say? We can hear what the Spirit says. Isn't it funny that? That's what Revelation says. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who has ears to hear. Why? Because we got to get our listening. One of the biggest problems is, is that we haven't let the Word of God be the final authority in our lives because remember, we got to find our voice because the Word doesn't benefit us unless we say it. And then just because we say it but if we don't act upon it and put corresponding actions to it, if we don't do it, it's not going to benefit us. If we don't believe what we're saying, it's no good to believe what we're, you know, it doesn't matter what you say. You can just say, but if you believe what you're saying according to the word, and especially if you're saying what Jesus said, especially if you're saying what the word of God says, that changes everything because the word of God establishes things in your life. There's two great laws if you don't get anything out, get this. There's two great laws that are totally happening right now. And the number one law is that it's the law of hearing. The whole world was held in abundance for what it heard. Before it was even affected, all it was it was heard. Hey, this, and it was great fear, and the whole world shut down because of what it heard. There's a law of hearing. All it took was words. Words are the most powerful thing in the universe. They're powerful. God spoke it. The earth became. God knew that words were going to be there. God talked about our words. That's why we've got to speak. That's why we've got to find our voice, folks. We've got to find our voice. We cannot, we cannot just lay down and allow. If we don't, you know, I mean, who knows? But we've got to stand up and we've got to declare what God's saying. Amen? So we've got to find our voice. It's the law of hearing. Hallelujah. So when you understand that law, that this, this law is here, but also the second law is this. It's the law of action and reaction or reaction and action. i say action and reaction. And why do I say that? Because what you hear determines what you see and what you see is what you do. That's why you got to guard your ears. But that's also why you got to take hold uh, 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 and begin to say, wait a minute, what am I listening to? What am I hearing? Because for my voice, to find my voice, I've got to find my ears. Because look what he says here. Let's keep reading here, verse 24. He said, therefore whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I like that. I, I will li- liken him unto a wise man that built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, that's what I said, you gotta be a doer, you know, shall be likened unto a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. You know? And then look at the very next verse. And it came to pass when Jesus ended these saints, the people were astonished at his doctrine. Look at verse 29. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes or everybody else that's just doing it. Listen, folks, authority is something God gave to us. You know, hallelujah. you got to be a doer of the word. Hallelujah. Well, you know, what does the rain descended mean? Well, the rain is always, usually it comes down, but actually, out of this particular passage, it's talking about it's just rain that came down and it totally dampens the situation. It dampens what you're believing or dampens what things are going on. You look at it, you see it, and you're less like, oh man. It also dampens what you've heard. How many of you can hear something great, hear the word of God, get a word from God, get the Bible that God and God gives you a scripture, or, or things happen, you go, woo, it's it really good. And all of a sudden, you get a phone call. All of a sudden, you get a letter. Amen. All of a sudden you get something, hallelujah, that says this or says this, you know, and all it does is deflate you because there's always going to be rain trying to come. Next little phrase it says, you know, that uh uh <laughs> the floods came. Not only does rain come to try to damn the now it's just downpour. I mean it just down. Floods are coming. What does that mean? That's usually doubt and unbelief. So what does that do? How many of you know there's so much doubt and unbelief, so much fear, doubt, and unbelief? It is amazing, amazing to me. Because the enemy's like, well, is that true? No, is that true? Is this true? Is that true? Do you know, you can go and you can study everything about what's going on in our world right now, and you can get a different opinion. You can get like 50 different opinions. You can get into who's right, who's doing this. You know, that's where the are kid, who's right? God. See, people get mad when you say, "Well, there's no absolutes. Yeah, there is. Yes. See, I know. Yeah. yeah, but no, you can. I said, yeah, I know. I'm not because I believe what the Word of God says. Yes. And how many of you know they get mad? They get really mad when they think you're happy and when they think that you're not afraid because you're having more fun than them and they're mad that you're having fun but they're too afraid to have fun and they're too afraid to say things. They're too afraid to act. Amen. We look at this thing here, but I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to stop having fun. I'm not going to stop taking hold of the Word of God. I don't care how much floods come. I don't care how many things here. You know, you've heard me say this before that I heard this statement and I heard it, you know, 40 some odd years ago. The currents of unbelief are so strong that very few ever rise above them. Which simply means that, and and I tell you what, if the currents of unbelief were that 40 years ago, how bad are they right now? You know? I remember something he asked a person one time and said, man, have you ever heard it this bad? And it was an old minister, and he said said this, he said, well, he said, the winds have blown before, but it's never smelled this bad. (laughs) I thought that was a good analogy. I can tell you right now, the winds have blown before because here's the next thing. The Bible says that the, the rains came, the floods came, and the winds blew. What is the winds blowing? That's everybody telling you how they tried that and it failed. Or that's everybody telling you who died. That's everybody telling you who did this or who did that. That was one of the greatest joys of being. I mean, here I am with my mom who has been given a death sentence who says there's no hope. There's nothing you can do. And so she says, okay. You know, they said, well, you you know, you should probably do chemo. you should probably do radiation. She says, what's that going to do? Well, we could probably guarantee you maybe six months more, but you're going to be sick the whole six months. She said, "Forget that. I've lived to be eighty-three. Who cares? If I make it eighty-four, that's a great thing." But she said, "I'm not doing that." So she didn't do that. So they did one thing for her, and in that, and then she's, you know, and she's like, "Hey, you know." I'm going to live every day as one day at a time. And, you know, Pastor Pam get a test because when she saw her, how terrible she was. And then now, she, we all, I said, you know what? I need to live like that. I need to live like you. Just one day at a time. Who cares? This is my last day on earth. What are we going to do? She's like, hey, this is good. I'm like, golly. She actually acts more healthy than everybody else we were around. Anyway, I so said, Sharon over here, I said, you know, I took her to, to Cracker Barrel to, to have breakfast and dinner and because she likes it, and I like that place too. So anyways, and my mom used to always just eat little bits because she couldn't, just, she had to eat little bits all the time. She never really ate a lot. She ate the whole meals, all three of those suckers. I mean, downed them. I'm like, dude, wow, mom, what's going on here? She's like, hey, it's my last day. I, was like, I have my last meal. I'm like, Cool said, I love this philosophy. I love this. She's liable to live to be 100 just doing that way. You know? I said, well, has anything changed? No, nothing's changed. You know, everything's there, But she's just like, hey. And I'm thinking, you know what? There might be something to this. <laughs> Amen? You get up going, I'm going to live life. And the crazy thing about it is she has zero pain. You know, the doctor says she has, she has cancer all through her body, everything. I mean, you know, it's all gone. It's totally everything. Supposedly has tumors and all kinds of things in her. And she, she has no pain. She takes no medication. She takes nothing. I'm like, praise God, Mom. I said, praise God, Mom. Hey, just, just live. I said, just have fun. So she said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have fun. I said, well, you know what? That works. Amen. Because here it is. She heard, the law of hearing said, you're done. But the law of action and reaction said, you know what? I might be done according to them, but I'm going to live life. Thank you, Lord. And so she's just taking one day at a time and enjoying life. Now she's preparing. She's giving away everything. Praise God. God bless her. Give it away, Mama. If you're watching this, just give it all away. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know. I'm the executor of her wheel. I want her to give it all away. I want to say, there ain't nothing left. We're all done. (laughs) Y'all get nothing. We're good. (laughs) So it's all good. So we're working this out. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) You know, hallelujah. Why is it so important? When we hear the wind blowing, yes, we hear all kinds of different things. But here's what we need to understand. We need to be speaking what the Word of God says, the truth of the Word of God says. No matter what God's hand is upon, no matter what we face, no matter what's going in, we're going to stand strong in it. We're going to take the Word of God. Because, you know, Paul told us how to stand. In Ephesians chapter 6. You know, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 13 and 14, he told us how to stand. He said, therefore, take upon the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. And he said, stand there for having your, you know, having your girded around your waist with truth and putting on the breastplate of righteousness. Listen, we need to know that we know the truth and we need to know that we're right with God and if we're right with God and we know where we're going to be going. Glory to God, we can walk in victory. We can walk in victory. We can walk in the strength and the truth of the Word of God. It changes everything about us. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Go to Philippians chapter 4 with me. Go to Philippians chapter 4. Now, the good thing about me is I'm a pastor. I'm not like, you know, my wonderful son Adam. He likes to preach. He didn't get a chance. So he going and going to go. I'm going to get done on time. Hallelujah. And that's nothing against him because I love him, knows he's watching. But, uh, hey, he did a great job. I loved what he did. He gave the Word of God. It was good stuff. You know, so did Sam, so did Brian, so did Brian before that, all those guys. Everybody that's been blessing, everybody's just really cool. I'm so blessed because I got great guys who love God, so, you know. And, but this is what I want you to understand. Why are we doing what well, the law of hearing and the law of action and reaction is that we don't need to live as a reaction. I think we're allowing the enemy to give us as a reaction. We're hearing something, we're going to react to it. Oh, did you hear this? We're going to react to it. We need to be in action, we need to be the ones saying, did you hear what the word of God said? Did you know what the word of God says? Guess what God's doing? Everybody's looking for this great awakening. Listen, we're awake. That's why I read Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 11. I love it. We've been in this a long time. We know the truth. Amen. We've got the word of God. We've been, you know, the word of God has been explained. It's been coming out. Thank God. It just needs to be believed. It needs to be acted upon. It needs to be, you know, when the enemy tries to come in, you say, no, here's what the word of God says. I'm going to believe what God says. This is what God says. God's got a scripture for everything you face. God's got a word that's going to just bring life to you. Amen. Because here in in Philippians chapter four, verse six, and I'm going to read this to you out of the new living. It says, don't worry about anything. So if you're worrying, stop. Amen. that, that, That was worth coming this morning. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. You know, that's probably one of the biggest things that you know, when you're walking around and you're seeing, and I was sharing with folks, I said, you know, when you're around folks, especially when you're around folks that aren't saved or if you get around folks that uh, you can just see. You know, we, we just, uh, uh, we're just walking around different places and you can just see the fear in people's eyes when you walk up to them. It's, it's, it's like, oh my, and we're outside. We're not like inside or anything like, we're not going to get up into your personal space, you know, but you can see and you see things and go, wow. You know that's amazing that you would just you know, because as you know, my mouth is always open, so I'm always smiling. So it's like it's what it is. But we're we're, we're doing things, and you see, but you just see they don't know how to, they don't know, especially when you say hi, hello, how are you doing? Oh my gosh, you talk to me. <laughs> it's amazing, you know. It's like wow. Says, then you'll experience God's peace. How many of you know that's what we need right now? And then look what it says. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Remember, I said the Bible is to be believed, not explained. Well, I just don't understand. Who cares? But <laughs> I have to understand to believe it. Well, that's where your biggest problem is. See, now I was raised. In a church. Let me just share a little bit here. I was raised in a church that if I didn't understand it, then it must not be right. So I put me up there with God. So if I couldn't, you know, the Bible and everything, and of course, the good thing about the way I was raised is they said the Bible was the final authority. So I thought, okay, if this is the final authority and this is the I found, I started reading all this the different parts of the Bible and start going to the pastor and say, Well, what about this scripture? What about that scripture? What about this? And he's like, Well, that's good scripture. I decided, hey, if if you're going to tell me that if I don't understand it, I've got to know this, so I want to know this. And one thing, and this is probably the greatest revelation I ever got in my entire life that has helped me, that's kept me on fire for God, kept me so good, is that God said, listen, aren't you glad I'm bigger than your brain? And that you don't have to understand everything. See, see, most of you, you got those nothing boxes or you don't have to think anything. I don't ever have those. I'm thinking, I'm constant. My brain, just it just goes and it just does. I try to, so I have to make it get quiet and I have to make things stop. But, but the thing about it is, is that I'm so glad that no matter if I don't understand it, it doesn't matter because God is bigger than my brain. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to explain it. I just get to believe it and eat it. Amen. We had something, what do we have, huckleberry ice cream? If you've never had huckleberry ice cream, boy, I don't even know what huckleberry is, I don't even know what it is, but tastes really good. <laughs> and she, she can tell you, I'm not one for change, I, I, I get I like things I like, and I go in, I usually get one kind of ice cream. When I go into some place, I get the exact, I mean, I'm a creature of habit, because I like it, and I don't want to mess it up, because I, I don't want to pay for something I'm not going to like so she's but she'll just get anything and everything and I mean off the charts of anything so she got this and I said well uh let me taste it first and I tasted it and I went hey I want that <laughs> and I didn't even to have, didn't have to explain what it was made of didn't explain what it is and I don't care it tastes good it's good we don't care See, we many times as Christians, what we want to do, we want to know everything. We want to know when Jesus is coming. We want to know how this is going to happen, how this is all going to turn out. Listen, we know how it all turns out. Jesus is coming. We're all going to get taken up. Let's live life. Let's get back to being and preaching the word of God. Let's get back to believing what God says. And let's let the world figure out all what they want to figure out. But let's be the body of Christ. Let's get our voice back. Let's get our voice back for, the, for sharing the gospel. Let's get our voice back for speaking life let's get our voice back let's do this let's do what he says let's keep reading here you guys are gonna go I'm only on page two it says this his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus and now dear brothers and sisters one final thing fix your thoughts on what is true honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable man I mean that's so tough today to do that Then it says, think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And then here's verse 9. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Whatever we hear, we're going to see, and whatever we see is what we go do. So we got to get our ears out of it. we got to get our voice again, and we've got to begin to share. We do. Don't be afraid. That's the one thing. When you're not afraid, how do you, you reach into life, and when I'm saying you're not being a bully or anything, you're just saying, glory to God, I'm going to live life the way God told us to listen, and God told us to do this. Amen? Amen. God spoke into our heart. He told us. Now here's the key. Remember I said you got to find your ears. We're gonna we're gonna wind this thing up here. Here's here's one of the biggest things. Mark chapter four. All right. Mark chapter four, verse twenty twenty-three through twenty-five is you gotta be careful what you're hearing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you gotta be careful what you're hearing. Yes. Hallelujah. You know it's amazing when you're like we, we were traveling, we were doing, so we, we we didn't get a chance to watch or listen to outside. Influence, no TV, you know, we weren't listening because we were listening to, you know, we were listening to, you know, preachings, we were listening to audiobooks, listening to music, we were listening, all that there. So we weren't listening. So, you know, when you get all of a sudden you get separated from the world, you get detoxed. (laughs) You do. It's like, all of a sudden you're like, wow. Well, oh, do you know what's going on? Nope, don't have any idea what's going on. But I feel so good. Who cares? <laughs> you know, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, but I know what's going on with God. I know what God's speaking to my heart. I know what man. I heard yesterday about this. Looking, learning about that. I heard about this. Remember, oh man, wasn't that a good thing? And, and you know, you're, you're and, and you're just. It's like whoa. and and, and listen. You know me. I like to be in tune. I like I get news things on my phone. I can check all that stuff. But it was just nice. You know, we were in some areas that we didn't have any cell phone thing, nothing. It was blank. And uh, so, uh, uh, and of course, that's the one thing about my mama's house. If you're in my mama's house, your phone don't work. <laughs> I don't know why. They live on a rock quarry, but it don't work. It makes it tough. You know, people are always like finding a window. You can see, you know, you get the whole family there and everybody wants to be on their phone and everybody's got a door. It's like we're supposed to be talking here. No, it's like, you know, you always got to go outside in order to call. Go outside and try to find a spot. It's like, I mean, there's still places like that. Oh my gosh, yes. There are still places like that, you know, even if you have Verizon. All right, look at verse... Sorry, that was a slam against the thing. Look at verse 23. I'm going to read it to you out of the New Living Translation. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Verse 23 of Mark, which is what you Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then he added, play close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teachings, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have, it'll be taken away from them. Wow. That's a powerful scripture. Because it says, listen, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then he had to pay close attention to what you hear. And the closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given. And you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teachings, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening to what Jesus is saying, what God is saying, even what little understanding you'll have, it'll be taken away. That's why we've seen people who are really good Christians, but because they're not hearing the Word of God, they're only hearing what they're hearing out here and what they're getting from all these other areas and voices, that what faith they did have is gone. We're seeing them draw back. We're seeing them in fear. We're seeing and all these things, and they're like, wow why, why are you?" I remember when you were this way, but now you're this way because you haven't watched what you were hearing. Now look at Luke eighteen, or yeah, Luke, Luke uh, eight. Excuse me, Luke eight eighteen, and this is not what you hear, but this is how you hear. See, Jesus says, "Listen to what you hear." Luke eight eighteen says, "So pay attention to how you hear." It's not only what you hear, but it's how you hear. Isn't it amazing? You can be sitting there listening to the same thing and somebody gets something totally different than what you got. I mean, that's what I found out. This, this, I found out, wow. They watch, we watch the same thing. I get this because I'm seeing it through my eyes. I'm seeing it through what I believe with the Word of God. I'm filtering everything through my filters. And man, I'm getting this. They're filtering through all the day and they're getting this. And it's like, and I can't even imagine how they're getting that. I really, I don't understand how they can think that way by what was being said. But that's because that's what they're, because they're not watching how they hear. Here's what he said. So pay attention to how you're, to those who listen to my teachings, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Wow, are we not in that age and day right now Where people, they think And the things where they thought Because they're not guarding how they hear And they're not guarding what they hear Say, well, man, if I do that all I'd listen, yeah, we need to get detox, we need to get the word of God so that we can speak truth, so that when we do hear, when you do hear the winds blowing, when you do get slapped in the face with the flood, when you do get slapped in the face with the rain, or when you do get slapped in the face with voices and all the wind blowing and how they're doing it, you know how to stand, because you're like the one that does the word of God. Here's what the word of God says. So all these stained storms are going to come. All this stuff is coming. We're not denying anything. Faith never denies the reality of things. It only changes it. It stands in the face of adversity. It stands. We're not denying that the world is under chaos. We're not de- denying that there's all kinds of sickness and disease. But there's always been that. Yeah, it's more rampant now. You know why? Because everybody's declaring it. Everybody's saying it. Fear is what gives everybody that power, gives the enemy that power that brings it upon us. See, we've got to grab, we've got to be listening. We've got to take hold of the word of God. Because if we don't, if we don't, hallelujah, we're gonna all just be crumbled. And here's the thing, folks, let me get down to this right here. Let's 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 close this thing out. Someone said, You said that before, I know. There's many closings, only one finish. Okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. I think my best record is I closed about twenty times one time, and the reason I know that's because my kids always counted. That's what we did at Sunday after church. I said, "Dad, you closed twenty times today." I said, "Okay, I got your hopes up twenty times." They said, "Yes." <laughs> 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 Hallelujah! Don't you just love kids; they're so amazing. <laughs> Hallelujah here's where most Christians are believing see takes care of your spiritual most people are believing they believe in the word of God they're believing uh, of what Jesus is coming they're believing they're going to make heaven they love the Lord they're believing but they're wondering why their natural stinks because see believing takes care of the spiritual side of things see the problem is is your speaking is what takes care of the natural side of things (laughs) your mouth is what determines a lot of things and uh uh and it's gotten you in a lot of trouble you know and so but see that's what it because when you begin to speak what the word of god says what you're doing is you are declaring satan's defeat in your life the enemy may say this and it may say this circumstances may say that they may say this but this is what god says This is what God says. This is what God says. It may look like this, but God says this. It's not finished yet. It's not done yet. God's not done. See, our words will either imprison us or they'll set us free. And you can just listen to people because you know what? Your words locate you. And not only do they locate you, but your words also have fixed landmarks in your life that you've got to break down. And you've got to break down a lot of those strongholds because your words are the things that have been painted that are there, you know. And it's like we get this sentence of death. We get a sentence that says, listen, you're not going to live. You know, I don't even think you're going to get out of the hospital. I don't think you're going to live for a week. You know, if you live a week, you're going to be lucky. That's what was said and done over my mom. She's like, okay, well, at least I know where I'm at. (laughs) all of us would just be like, oh, what are we going to do? She's like, eh, okay, at least this is good. You know, here's the situation. It was funny because when we were there the first time and she was just, I mean, just dying. And my two brothers came in and said, hey, what are you doing? Why are you acting like this? You fought our whole life. Why aren't you fighting now? You're just laying down giving up. Now, sometimes you got to be a little excited. Yeah, they would never talk to their mama like that if she was standing up. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way it is. But she was laying down and couldn't move. All right? So, But anyways, and she dawned on her because she told me the story. She said, it dawned on her. You know, you're right. So why don't you get up and fight a little bit and at least give God a chance? And she decided, okay, that's what I'll do. So she just got up and, and gave God a chance. You know, nothing changed. No other medication. My mom, she doesn't take take any medication. Nothing changed. All she decided was, you know, I think I'll live a little longer. And she just got up and boom and got better. He said, well, that's crazy. It is crazy. But all it is was, that, but see, you don't understand the power of your words or the power of what you can actually do in your life until you do it, you know, and get stronger and stronger and do what you need to do and just decide, I think I'll stick around a while and do some things and get something. And, and the reason I use her is because it's not like she was trying to be some great spiritual She was just decided, you know what, I'm just going to do what I know to do each day and watch God do what he can do. Amen. And see, we take hold of the word of God because it, all it was is I'm going to take hold of what God says. I'm going to say, okay, Lord, I'm going I'm to fight just to get up to live, you know. And so he says, well, then it's all done. No. She's just like, hey, from the natural side standpoint, even though she looks really good and she's up walking a lot better than she do. Every, it's still everything. But it's like, okay, big deal. I'm going to live my life every single day. See, we allow what people say or whatever. We allow what everybody else says to affect us so bad that we get, it causes us to, to, to drop back and fall back. And it's like, oh, you know. But what we got to do is we got to tear down some landmarks. We got to tear down some strongholds. We got to tear down some things. And the only way to do that is with your word. And so you got you to grab it. Because you know what we've done? We've allowed circumstances to divide our heart and our mouth. And that's what you've got confusion in your heart there, because your heart is a creator. Your heart, your spirit is something that's alive under God. It wants to have life. It wants to create things. It wants you to have joy in your mind. It wants you to have strength in your body. It's what it's created. It's like, yes, let's do this. Let's do the things. But when you speak death, when you speak how bad it is, you do these things, what you've done is you, you de- deceive yourself, and we allow circumstances around us or our thoughts to divide our heart. At our mouth. You should never say anything or do anything that your heart is not in agreement with. Amen. Because I asked the Lord one time, I said, you know, Father, Jesus said this. Jesus he doesn't do anything that he doesn't see you do. He doesn't say anything that he doesn't hear you say. How do I grab a hold of that? How do I get that? Because I want to do that. I know the word. I'm trying to get the word. I'm trying to make sure the word. I'm trying to get it all on the inside of me. But he said, well, where do I live? I said, well, you live inside me. You live inside me. So you're in my heart. You live inside me. He said, Well, that's the spirit. He said, listen, if you'll not do anything that your heart doesn't agree with, then you'll do what I'm doing. And if you don't say anything that your heart doesn't agree with, then you're saying what I'm saying. Isn't that good? Yes. I tell you, he'll make you a genius if you think, if you ask him. He's, he's amazing. Because all of a sudden I realized, well, how do I know if my heart. Listen, all of us have done and said things that we went, ugh, that was not good, you know. And if you'll ask yourself, if you'll, look, if you'll actually ask yourself when you say some things, if you'll ask, do I really believe what I just said? Do I really mean what I just said? It'll change everything. Amen. The word of God here, God declares, that here's the thing, we've got to fight the good fight of faith. You know, we're in contact with a lot of folks and a lot of things, and I've been praying for, uh, you know, because people call me all the time. We've been in one situation here that's, that's needed a miracle. We put it on our prayer team. But there was another situation that a person needed uh, a lot of stuff. and I was calling them, talking, because they were, they were in tough state. They had COVID, and they were in the hospital, and they were, they'd been in the hospital for 12 days, and they were really struggling, and I'd been endeavoring. And I began to share, and I said, listen, the key is, is that you got to fight. If you'll fight, and I'll fight, we're going to win. And that's the one thing, after they got out and everything doing good and they're, they're home and doing well and, be, and, and on the men's and doing good, I, I, I texted them back and said, thank you. Thank you for fighting because if you hadn't fought, you'd be in heaven. See, because if we can't, I can do all I can do, but if I can't get the other person to fight with me, see, the fight of faith is simply speaking our faith. The fight of faith is simply saying, I'm going to believe what God says. And we try so hard to get God to do something. And he wants to. We don't have to try hard. We just got to believe. See, we've got to find our voice. And you find your voice by finding your ears to listen. Bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for your amazing grace. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, because you're such a great God. Lord, I I just share from my heart because it just that just was burning on my heart, Father, to come back and declare, we've got the truth. Let's speak it out. Let's, we've got to lift and find our voice, and in finding our voice, we've got to be the one speaking words of life. There's so much death being spoken over the earth today, but we as Christians, we've got to speak words of life. That Jesus is coming. That by Jesus' stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. Lord, we magnify you. We honor you. Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And now, Father, as we bow our heads this morning, the greatest thing in all the world is because Jesus Christ came to this earth and that he died for all of us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Lord, thank you for that scripture. And Father, if there's anyone here under the sound of my voice or anyone watching that needs to make Jesus the Lord of their life, or Father, if there's anyone here that needs to come back to God, they need to come back to God. They need to come back and say, God, here I am. I believe you. Oh, Father, my heart's crying. That's what we do first right now, Lord. And so if you're here and you need Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life, or you need to come home. You need to come back. You need to acknowledge, Lord Jesus, I need to come back to you. Just raise your hand real high. Let me pray. Let's pray. Let's get you back in line because i got some other things here to do. Hallelujah. All right. Well, then I'm going to believe every one of us in here is a believer. Every one of us in here is a believer, okay? So lift up your head. Look look at me for a second here. I'm going to pray for you, for you to find your voice. It's not by some great thing, but you're going to find your voice. You find your voice by hearing these sayings of what Jesus said. You'll find your voice here. Hallelujah. And then you'll find your voice in your heart. And you'll start to no, I don't believe that. I believe that Jesus lives. Who says, well, I want to find Jesus. He's in your heart. If you're born again, he's in here. He lives you. The Bible says that God the Father and God the Son would make their abode in you. So if you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, they live in here by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you're looking for God, look on the inside. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these folks. I thank you, Father, that we are going to be a voice. We're going to be a one voice as a church, but, Father, they're going to find their individual voice for themselves to decree and to declare the lives of the enemy shall cease. There's been things spoken. There's been things spoken by family members. There's been things said. How we just take authority over all those words? Father, you said, Isaiah 54, 17 says, that no weapon formed against the can prosper and every tongue that rises up against them they shall condemn for this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me saith God you're able to make them stand you're able to make them stand Father you also declared that you will not make us ashamed you said if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus we would be saved for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation and the very next verse says and the Lord will make sure that we are not ashamed hallelujah we're not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ we're not ashamed to declare truth so father thank you for that that they're going to find their voice and speak words of life. Words of life. Lord, I honor you for that. And I thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. And amen. Well, let's all stand to our feet. Praise the Lord. Our prayer team's going to come up here. If you need prayer for anything, they're here to pray with you. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. You know, I love all of you, you guys. You are awesome. I just thank God for Harvest Bible Truth. I, I love It's like we're in this cocoon. We come in this place and it's like, it's just awesome. Y'all just look at each other. You're not afraid of each other. You just talk to each other. Y'all got smiles. It's like, it's just nice to be with real people. It really is. I love you. God loves you. Hallelujah. If you need prayer, come forward. Hallelujah. If not, you're dismissed. God bless you.